welcome to Car Talk. It's Sunday night. Here on, uh, here on live on Facebook, it's Car Talk, the Sunday kickback with Riz, Scotty Doe, and Patrick. What's happening, gentlemen? All happening, oh. my man. Flat All out. Happening. Flat out. My notifications going ham that we're on uh, that we're on fate the face balls. How are you guys? Been a while since we've seen Patrick and Scotty. What's happening with you guys? Busy with work. That's all really come really. Yeah, just yeah, working on stop. Tonsillitis and work. Yeah, dude, how was that? You all recovered now? What the hell? Yeah, I'm all good. That was horrible. Throat was yeah. just so swollen and shit. It was yeah. Did you have to get like a COVID test, like to confirm? Nah. Nope. Uh, because they, they'll uh, they'll get you. They'll get you. <laughs> no, nah, they just checked my temperature. They said, "Do I have a temperature?" I was like, "Nah, just my throat feels like shit." Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the main man's recovered. Yep. So uh, like, you were out for a while, man. Like you, you were like KO'd. How long? Like, did you have to? Did you have to stay home and stuff? Or nah, I just kept popping pills. <laughs> just as the main man does, the Johnson spec. <laughs> Never say die. I just keep going. Get through the day. <laughs> he's like uh, he's he's like Iron Mike. You know, wins all the rounds and 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 still calls it a draw, mate. Because he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, I am that. I am that good. I am that good. <laughs> Patty, how are you going, man? What's happening with you? Nothing, man. You know, luckily I've been in good health, unlike Scott. But I've just been working nonstop, flat out. Yeah, just been super busy with stuff. You know, gotta afford car parts and mods for my car somehow. So you know, just been yeah, just on the grind, nonstop. Yeah. So yeah, that's the way it goes, man. We'll get to your car update soon. And Rizzy Ross, what's happening with you, my man? Got the initial D background going sideways. It looks like the Serato is there. That is exactly, man. It is. It's uh, K spec. It's KDM. It's K <laughs> KDM. That's what it's all about. Not much, man. Just I guess things are starting to open up. I've been to the city. Been under the bolty, not jumping off the bolty, but under the bolty. <laughs> just having a quick squeeze, what's going on, you know, taking the streets of Port Melbourne. But no, apart from that, just, just the usual man. Got a few, well, got one car update. It's not really an update. It's just a, another milestone because I rack up so many kilometers. So nearly up to, well, up 60,000 now. What? Yeah. Far out. A year and a half. Well, mate, you've got unlimited kilometer warranty. You might as well use it. That's exactly right, man. Like, um, I didn't go up Danong Ranges this this weekend, but you know, we're looking forward to the Car Talk team heading up there in an MR2, maybe even a brand new STI. If Ooh. if the driver hasn't caught any STIs, you know what I'm saying? He's <laughs> hardcore into his uh, into his hustling, and you know, that's how Mr. Allen works, man. He, he was he was coming. He was talking about it on the show a while ago. He's like he's gonna get the plate, Mister STI or Doctor STI. I'm like, huh. I'm like the irony would be very very strong, especially if that goes. If that's the field you choose to study. That's in. exactly right. Um, couple of comments. G'day boys from Adam Ward from the Podfield the podcast. G'day to you. G'day boys says Heath. Power is out in our area, uh, so I'm watching by candlelight. It's very romantic. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we're making you feel very romantic. Are you boys feeling the mood? Feeling the love? Well, maybe I'll, just I'll, a little I'll, bit I'll, I'll, I'll bring out the Barry White and we'll be we'll be, we'll be all good Adam Ward is like the roll cage is finally done in the festi we'll have to see some pictures of that gonna have to suss that out that's the first thing you haven't done on your car which is which is going to be interesting to see uh, to see that 
But we'll crack on straight away with some car updates while we're being romantic and, and candlelight for Heath. Rizzy Ross, your car updates first. So obviously the, the big milestone, this... uh, 60,000K. What, what else is happening? To be fair, not much on the car front. I've sort of put a pause on uh, my classic car hunt at the moment. And yeah, just really just monitoring the market to see what sort of what sort of pops up. In the meantime, I got to get in touch with Scotty J, the main man. Been missing him. We got to do some JDM import discussions on what's going on. And we got to get some cars down here. And oh, oh, he, he, like he's a JDM specialist. He's, he he's the main one. He's the R34. He's Godzilla himself. <laughs> um, so we got to get that going. Let me just so, remove yeah. my shirt and I'll show you how Godzilla I am. Oh, gee, that's <laughs> it, man. That's it. But no, that's that's all from a car up there point of view here. Uh, Scotty would be the type of guy that'll be like, oh, can I bring guns to school? And, he, and his principal will be like, no. Then he'd be like, then who let these cans in? That'll be Scotty. Right? <laughs> uh, that's why I can't get another job. <laughs> oh, no. um, Heath is like, which window do I pick for his candlelight uh, you know, romantic session? Um, I'm going to say Scotty because he's, he's got the guns. Guns out. You know, sun's out, guns out. Um, so... So, yeah. so zoom in, zoom in, Scotty. Scotty, we'll see as we're talking about you. Car updates with you. What's happening? It's been a while since we've had you on. Uh, not too much. I do have one thing. I've just got it down here. Oh, one sec. Let me sit up there. Hey, it came. Oh. Yeah, finally. No, was that with an airbag as well? Yeah, came by ship. That way it could come with the airbag and everything in it. All oh, right. Yeah. Sweet. So it, it couldn't come. In the air with an airbag? No. Nope. Explosion. And there's not a mark on it or anything. Does that have to replace the one in your, your other one? On the Subaru, in the mm. Liberty. It looks mint. Yeah, there's no, like, wear marks or anything. I, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Does that, has that got shifters on the steering wheel? Pardon? Does oh, yeah, like- yeah. Yeah, just like mine. Yeah, and and they're in good nick too. Yeah, there's no marks or anything on them. There's like they've never really been used. I don't know. Maybe the person always wore gloves. <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's there's no marks on it. Oh. That's a that's a great pickup. Well done. So, so when did that come? Like to, like this uh, this week that just passed? Or? Uh just last week. Yeah, so not too long ago. Yeah. Also got these. Let me show you. Oh, oh yeah, the oh yeah, the came the, the coins. Yeah, yeah sweet, nice. Yeah, that's I sweet. got the Bathurst set, but I also forgot that I ordered. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got four. I swear, I only ordered two, and I got four. Did it's you? Right. So yeah. You'll you'll take it, Scotty. You'll take it. Doesn't matter. I got four of them. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So anyway, that's two dollars right here. Mr. Godzilla himself has got his Godzilla happening. So he, that's he's, it, man. he's even buying them subconsciously, Riz. Like that's how much of a is. Look, the, I think they got his order, and they're like, "Oh shit, this is <laughs> this is Godzilla himself." <laughs> we can't, you know, we don't want him chasing us. Um, you know, we don't want him to go RB twenty six on us. So we better send him four. 
Sounds about right. Anything else on the 31? We close to Rego yet? Uh, nothing on the 31 yet. All I know is I need a new battery for it, which I can finally do that, and just figure out the super squeakiness happening in the one of the back wheels that I think might have something to do with the handbrake. But Just letting you know if you ever get bored of it, I'll happily take it off your hands. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you, can take, you can take my Subaru if you want. Well, hustle's real, man. Pat Patrick is working hard, but he's 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 got the future. He's, he knows what he wants. He's gonna get it. So he's Scotty, get... get it ready. He's, he's he's got it under control. So I'm looking at parting with the Subaru soon. Okay. Just got to wait a bit longer to find out something that's locked in for next year, and then I should be able to start the hunt. But you just got the steering wheel, mate. What are you doing? Yeah, well, I mean, it'll help sell it more. Yeah. It, it's better it, than the original one. That is true. Match cleaner. couple comments. Anyone find it ironic slash moronic that Tracy uh, that Channel 9 has has, uh, has street outlaws on Rush and Tracy Grimshaw gets wet over Hoons? The uh, the irony between street racing and then having having uh, old, mate, old mate Tracy. I find, I find that quite mm-hmm. funny. And then Anthony's like... Why does my head look like a box? That is a good question. I don't know. Uh, That's for me. It's, it's, it's a camera angle. It's all right. I, I'm used to Anthony's uh, shenanigans. Um, that, that is quite funny that <laughs> yeah, that um, they, they show a street racing show. Technically, it was just full street racing, and then they have... And on tonight's a current affair. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Patrick. Let's see. So nothing much with the Mazda. Mazda's just been great. No, no complaints. I have been thinking about um, doing the muffler delete mm-hmm. on it, so take it to an exhaust, exhaust shop and see. Um, hopefully, it doesn't drone too much because I know my mate's SB23 drones quite a fair bit, but I'm still deciding. I'm on the fence whether if I just go full cat back system or just muffler delete. So that's that regarding my Mazda. As well, I've been looking at the reason why I asked Scotty for his 31 because I've been looking for a project kind of like a restoration to do on the side mm-hmm. so i found a um an s13 shell a complete rolling shell missing motor the box hood and front bar needs to be painted but complete interior and everything he was asking um i think two all the way up in new south wales and i thought that was a pretty good steal yeah but it's then not bad, again, actually, it's like, for complete interior as well it obviously needs to be painted and whatnot but you know i've it's, it's it's a good style, at least for me, who I haven't really worked on much, especially take, tackling a big project like that. So I was looking at that thing, considering it, um, thinking, oh, yeah, because now borders are reopened, we can go and, you know, possibly have a look at it. But yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it with me. Oh, And as well, for the Godzilla King, I've updated my massive Hot Wheels collection I've been got going on. I've now have all the skylines. Which the latest one I got was a 34 GDR. It cost me a lot, and I've got all the Sylvia's <laughs> as well. So oh, I'm pretty happy with that. That sounds good. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. This one is it, is it on like is it on car sales or Facebook Marketplace or the Shell? Shell, yeah. Oh, Gumtree. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I saw it on Gumtree a couple of weeks ago. Two two K is quite cheap actually, because like is it, oh, I, a, I was surprised. Yeah, for because normally even in shells alone, I think I seem to go for like five, six grand. I see them popping up for twos. Maybe 
either, you know, it's probably something dodgy or, you know, he just has so much crap he wants to get rid of it. Who knows, you know. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But like I said, Scott, you know, if you ever get bored of the 31 giving you too many headaches, you know, oh, we'll, we'll come to a good home. Thirty ones are going for like, you know, 10 grand now. So. <laughs> 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 Hashtag COVID tax, mate. Yeah, COVID exactly tax. right. Speaking of speaking of COVID tax and, and, and everything that's going on, now, Scotty, you just previously just mentioned to us that he's looking at something else. What are you looking at? Are you going to keep it a secret? Um, no, not a real secret. I was looking at XR5 turbos. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh Their prices sweet. are pretty good. Yeah, they are. They're, they're pretty good, and they're, they're, actually, they're actually a pretty good car. So, mm. are, you, are you planning to do any power to it, or just keeping it stock? I can't keep it stock. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you do a block mod. If you know your, your Duratec's 2.55 cylinders, you got to do a block mod on them. Yeah. Little sheaves you put in the cylinder heads, make sure you look into that if you go power. Otherwise, yeah, they're fantastic cars. Now, I've, I've been in a few, and they rip, man. They rip even stock alone. All right, keep that in mind. Cheers. Yeah, they they definitely go well. Um, I mean, you can you can up you can upgrade them a little like like a fair bit. If you if you want to go massive power gains, then um, they do do engine liners. So you want to th- that's where you got to do the block mod, and, and then they then you can just keep just pounding them full full of boost. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, like uh, I was speaking a few weeks ago about on the show about it, I drove a C30, a modified C30, which is the same car essentially. And that then that that had been tuned and. It, Mate, you're right, Patrick. It rips like it, those things rip, and like just every gear, just it just pulled like a train. They got tons of torque, and they sound on on real. So he, he oh, they sound sick. Yeah, yeah, they make fat torque. Oh yeah, it was just it was really fat all through the rev range, and just like they don't rev super hard, but but geez, they sound good. And he had a muffler delete on his as well, and it it, it sounded tough, and it was like you know popped and crackled and. But not like that stupid bullshit, you know, mm. pop and crackle that 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 are happening. But this one, this one sounded, this one sounded mint. The so, real pop and crackle. Yeah. So so yeah, that that was that was with that, and and you know, I was like, geez, I've got to get one of these before. Uh, before well, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get one now because I'm, I'm just cards coming in my ass. But one day. One day, Scotty. One day. Well, Scotty, I think it's a good choice, man. The only thing is without doing like a proper ECU tune or anything like that to get significantly more power and torque, the only thing you could possibly do is put a Momo steering wheel on it. <laughs> if you do that, I reckon 50% increase in power. All right. Cheers for the heads up. Just just by doing that. Especially ones off uh, of Subaru B4s. I think I think the Subaru Ford Fusion works really exactly, well. Exactly, man. Like any, uh, anything, anything goes. Anything goes. <laughs> Scotty's just like, oh, you guys are idiots. <laughs> are you going to go for an early one or an LV? Like the, the, the nice looking. Mm, see, I have to go for the later ones. I can't. I just don't like the front headlights of the early versions. Yeah. No, I agree, hundred percent. Go with the LVs. They're much better. Yeah. Just, I don't, I don't know, it just doesn't look smooth enough or something. I'm just not a huge fan. They're cheaper, obviously, but. What color is the big question? You're going to go all out with it? Get the get the, the super crazy orange or are you going to go a bit yeah. more? I mean, if it popped up at the right price, yeah, I would. I'm not too fussed with colors. They look good in white. I really like them in white. Oh, they look amazing with like white with like you know, white, nice, nice black rims and like a black lip. They, they yeah. look tough. Uh, Heath's like, 
Got to run, guys. Have a great show. Thanks, Heath. Uh, tune into the podcast. We'll we'll, we'll speak to, we'll speak to you next time you're on. Thanks for jumping on. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's a great choice. Thanks for Five Turbo is a great car. Uh, I know a lot of people that have that have had them. I've been in a few. I, I went in them when they were new, and um, yeah, awesome, awesome bit of fun. Just like a like a real talky little motor that just and they and you're right, um, Patrick. They just they pull and yeah, can't you can't go wrong with one of those. Like in in terms of for, for like a daily and just a bit of fun car. Hilarious fun. Hilarious fun. We are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Alam Singh. Oh, oh the STI guru. The, the true SDI hustler. Dr. SDI, we were just talking about you before, Dr. SDI, you know. You're going to get that plate and then you, you, you'll, the people will know, they'll know he's, he's got, he's the, he's the guru for repairing people with SDIs. That's right. He's not the ass man from Seinfeld. He's the STI man. <laughs> How are you, Alan? Good, good. Um, just I uh, was a bit busy. Well, I was out. I was out of the household. Uh, oh. So I apologise for being late to the show, but I am here now and uh, ready to roll, as they say. I know Riz has got the eighty-six uh, doing a nice drifter. Serato six, you mean? Serato six, yeah. Serato six. It, it's his car. It's a Serato. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's not. It's not an A86. You're delusional. My apologies. <laughs> I was mistaken. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's not initial D. It's post D. Post D. Yeah. Post D. It's, uh, uh, it, it's it's the paper cup. It's everything that that, that car personifies. Did anyone uh, see the A A86? Not the pop. Didn't have the pop up headlights. So it's a little. Uh, went for, was it forty six thousand dollars? Jeez, ridiculous. Was this in Australia? Uh, it was on the auctions. I'm not sure who bought it though. It could have been someone in another country, but right for Corolla, you pay for. Yeah, that was wow. for the car. That's not for getting it imported to whatever country yet. That's just how much yeah, yeah, yeah. that went for. I'll tell you what. I would buy a Yaris. I would buy a Yaris GR and then I'd have a ton more fun. Oh, hands down, hands down. This is so sick. Imagine telling your partner that you just spent 40 grand on a 1986 or 87 Corolla. <laughs> Clearly, these people don't have partners. Um, uh, or if they do, they've <laughs> also been bought. Because um, uh, you're going to be spending that kind of money, or that kind of coin on, you know, that kind of a car. Uh, unless uh, you could be really, really incredibly stupid. Um, but it's usually, uh, I don't know, somebody that's got a bit more coin to uh, throw around, I feel. Mm. Yeah, that, I mean, when Integra Type R, like DC2s are going for 90 grand on, on um, you know, uh, bring a trailer in the States. And, like, I mean, look, they're, they're a cool car, but 90K, and then you've got 40K for an 80s Corolla with a livery axle, and just, it's very, very basic. Um, I think the world's going mad, but that's just me. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm getting old and don't appreciate the finer things in life. But yeah, <laughs> but if, if a finer thing in life is a uh, 1980s Corolla that's got its roots dating back to, you know, the 70s, um, sure, if that's your thing, go for it. I, I don't really. <laughs> uh, Alan, we're in car updates at the moment. It's your turn. Okay. Um... The STI has 406 kilometers on it. Oh, really not enough because I'm, I'm basically coming to one month 
since owning the car. Um, and I have to go do that one month uh, super peace of mind inspection or whatever you call it. Mm. Um, I probably should have put more cares in the car. I did do my first fill up. Uh, the car panicked and it said, oh, you're running out of fuel. Better get to the pump. The light's on. It's giving me a bit of a beep. So I went and filled it up. Um, and I still had um, about 16 liters in the tank. Wow. Uh, and I thought, yeah, really? Like, you, you're really getting me to the, the, the fuel station right now? Ended up being, um, I, I did about 49 liters for 406 kilometers. I came to about 12 liters per 100 Ks. And that doesn't include kind of, uh, when I actually filled up the, the fuel tank this time, the gauge went above full. So when I got it, it was just at full. So clearly it had already used a few liters when I got it with the 11 Ks that I had on. So I'm assuming they left the car started for quite a while. And they probably went on a hard hit um, when they brought the car right into Australia when they did their little pre-inspection. So, um, and obviously I've been braking and properly doing predominantly like, you know, um, a low mileage driving, like a bit of stop start, um, braking the clutch and everything else. So mm-hmm. even with that uh, and what they did, getting 12 litres per 100 Ks, I was initially, again, as I said to Matt, like worried that obviously the car probably, it's not, again, I didn't buy this car for fuel economy. So clearly I'd be an idiot if I did buy the car for fuel economy. It was more about, um, I just don't like the idea of having to go to a petrol pump like every, you know, three days. It's just kind of like looking at stuff like um, the older generation, like M6s and stuff. They were terrible cars for, like they're great fun cars, but again, you just be constantly spending all your time at like, you know, a petrol station. I'm not about that mm-hmm. lifestyle. And it's just, I, I, I can have a car that spends a bit more petrol, but I'd want a bigger tank, that kind of thing. Um, but like given, given the economy I just got now, 12 liters per hundred Ks on the break-in, um, I reckon the way I drive, it's probably going to be closer to 10 liters per hundred Ks, which if that's what I'm getting out of this car, I'm absolutely happy. Like, mm. um, I'm over the moon with that kind of, uh, like economy figures. Cause I still left a little sticker at the front that they had. I still haven't peeled that off where it says 11.4 liters, um, fuel uh-huh. economy. And then it says, uh, um, extra urban is 15 point something. And uh, unfortunately, my mother's eyes went to that figure where it said 15 litres per 100 Ks. She was quite unhappy with that. Um, <laughs> I said, don't worry. You know, it's, it's, I drive better than that. But I said, look down to further figure below that, 8.7. You know? Ah, uh, explains why Alan was out of the house just before. Yeah. Yes. His mother wasn't happy with uh, the main <laughs> man. No, no. It's we'll all, get uh, you, my man. We'll get you. I've actually been driving her car more than I've been driving the STO, which is... The, oh. the, the perks of having the STI in the garage is since there's two cars that park in front of it, I'm less likely to pull the STI out if I need to be doing, you know, some um, car pulling or not car pulling, I should uh, call it uh, car valeting around, you know. <laughs> um, so her car, at least like that, that's been going a bit better. I, I'm, you know, I'm getting better economy on that than we used to. I'm beating that, you know, 10 liters per 100 Ks, which is horrible when you think for a Suzuki. <laughs> uh, but I also noticed um, because I'm the one that has to take care of it tyres were down to 26 PSI um, sure. so I pumped those up um, you know what and what kind of PSI would you be at danger of like the car uh, the tyre pulling off the bead in like a hard cornering situation would we someone close like 12 uh, oh. I mean for 12 it would be very very flat at that point like I mean if, if you it'd, be, it'd probably break it off the bead at, at, at that at the level but i also think um yeah i've, I've never really tried that because i always just kind of just just look at the specification oh yeah it's it's you know 30 psi i'll put, keep it at that i've never been never been gaming up but having said that though i did have a flat tire in my laser once and it and 
but then the side will actually cracked and exploded. So, so <laughs> okay. it didn't come off the beat. The whole tire just just disintegrated. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, so that's a, that's a different story. Yeah, and I got myself. Uh, I'm now officially a trade customer of the local, uh, you know, automotive uh, retail, oh, the SCA. Using that, ten percent. Um, yeah, using that ABN. As soon as I start spending more money, allegedly I'll get even more. Yeah, um, which you know, it was a long. I really, I should have done it ages ago. Like um, over the years, I spent I would say in the thousands of dollars at my local super cheap. So, um, and technically, I do have one of them ABNs. So, might as well. Yeah, may as well. It's, it's nice to have a trade account and uh, you know get treated with that trade respect. <laughs> I can say I'm a tradie, even though like aren't you a doctor? It's like yeah, yeah, I'm a tradie doctor. <laughs> yeah. So apart from that, though, STI is going good. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Um, the booking for the um, details coming up, basically, not the end of, not the start of this week, the start of next week. Um, so it'll be going away from me for seven days, getting all corrected, um, getting a ceramic coating, and hopefully be good. Now I'm actually uh, thinking about like how I'm going to wash it in Canberra, and I've decided I'm just going to break the uh, break the rules of the local. Uh, coin car wash where it says no bucket washing i'm gonna take my own bucket and yolo <laughs> it so i'll firm down the car we'll have basically a smaller bucket with um i think i'm gonna have like four to six microfibers with uh, a wash liquid i'm just going to use like one microfiber on the roof one on a couple of the panels and then just use their water to hose it down so i'll spend i'll still end up spending probably six to ten dollars just on plain water at the car wash and i think they'd be pleased with that but i'm definitely not using their brush i'm not using their chemicals you know they can forget about that because None of that stuff's good, but I do want to keep the car clean and you know maintain that protection. But it sucks being in an apartment with like a um, just a what do you want to call it? A uh, what do I have, Maddie? It's not a garage. It's a uh, carport. It's a, a carport stacker. or a, or a car hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that kind of sucks. But I, I'm not rich enough to afford a house in Canberra yet. But when I do, I'll let you know. Well, yeah. I I, I guess you got a point there. You got a point. Yeah. It just just. Just make sure you don't get caught or do it at weird times where no one's Oh, yeah, there. no, I'll, I'll go like past 11 p.m. whenever I go. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look at the camera, give him a bit of a one-finger salute, and then... Just <laughs> oh, to... well, it's true hustling there. True, yeah. it's the king of the hustle, Alan. Always has, always always will be. That's what I do. Uh, updates yeah. with me. What have I done recently? Got the bushes in for the MR2. So hopefully they're all right once. So they're going to be popped in hopefully sometime this week. Hopefully I get fingers crossed, get the car on the road uh, this week, which would be cool because I'd be dying, dying to take it for a good drive. That's been done with that, and that'll be it to get it, to get it on the road. Uh, new tires as well. It needs a set of rear tires, so I'm just getting some cheapies put on there until I can get a you know get a good set. So that's with that. I took the SR2 for a drive today for its first drive in like a month because mum hasn't been driving because she hasn't really been going anywhere. But now she's going to start driving again. So I was like, I wanted to make sure it's all good. So I took it for a drive when I got a uh, when I got a shake and yeah, came back and I was like, yep, yeah, it's perfectly fine. That's been pretty much my car. Actually, no, I uh, I helped my brother yesterday. Alan was there. We we uh, upgraded his steering wheel in his in his um in his F6. So uh, on the carbon fiber uh, uh, F6 uh, FPV wheel, um, yeah, yeah looked, looked looked quite nice. Yeah, it, it came out really good. A nice chunky wheel. 
uh, with carbon fiber and and you know really nice really nice padding. So so he should enjoy that. So that was a bit of fun and it's interesting. Yeah, for a bit of a ride as well. Yeah, and 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 that was on low boost. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, yeah, we we were taking it easy, but um, it was very very nice feeling that uh, when you got the good displacement and some nice boost, um, it's always a solid time. Um, yeah, we just could have gone up to about what three thousand RPM. Always, you know, keeping it within speed limits, of course. Oh, of course. Um, just feeling that nice torque surge back, and then yeah, coming back and realizing yeah, we were on the low boost mode, so there's plenty more power left on the table, <laughs> which made me laugh. Yeah, what also made you laugh was like the surge tank. I think Alan, because you're like, what? What is that yeah. noise? Like, that's, a, that's a surge tank, just in case uh, she runs out of E80 for that fresh ethanol. But it, but it's interesting to know. Like I didn't really, I didn't really expect it, but. Um, my brother got like an ethanol readout in his car, obviously to show the ethanol content in the fuel. And he's just been running straight ethanol for close to close to a year now, I think. So what's been interesting is seeing that even with straight E85 that's that's been running in it, it's never like a hundred percent. It's never like a full 85% ethanol in the in the actual in the actual tank. It's, it usually hovers around the 80 to 83% ethanol. Which is which is kind of interesting, especially that you know only one place sells it and they still call it E85. Have you guys heard of that before? Like it's not being proper like ethanol, like full E85. No, that's um, odd. My understanding was like their guarantee is actually quite low tier. Like they promise it could be you know anywhere above E70. Like it could, or they could go as low as 70% ethanol and then 30% regular Aussie um, petroleum, um, and that's just. That's the that's the max they'll kind of guarantee that we'll get you up to about seventy percent. Anything more than that's like gravy, um, which I think is a bit shitty. I think if you're saying you're selling E85, it should be close to E85 at the very least. Well, yesterday his car was sitting on seventy. Uh, was it uh, sorry eighty-one uh, percent? I think it was eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, well. But the cool thing about the flex fuel sensor on it is like it, it, may, it makes all those adjustments automatically. Um, for you know, for whatever ethanol content. So he's like, he's like to me, he had, he had a, 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 a eighty three the other day, and I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good. At least it's close to eighty five. But he's like, he's, he's never ever had eighty five in the whole year he's been running the car on, on ethanol. So, so it's been interesting. Car of the week, time, gentlemen. Let's get into it. Who would like to start? I'll go. Cool. Let's do it, man. So let me just send it to you guys in the chat. Now, this vehicle, I think it's the greatest of all time. It's a good car. It's the best that ever came out. It's it's great because that's what it's called. It's the Great Wall X240. <laughs> now, this vehicle, we're talking about, we're talking about luxury with leather seats. We're talking it's about. It's got electric seats too. It's we're, we're talking about it, it. It's it's a sports manual. Like I said, it's big. If if you've got if you've got one of those, you get recognized on the road for being a smart, savvy, performance vehicle driver. Uh, this particular example has done 104,000 kilometers. It's got a powerful 2.4 liter four cylinder engine. We won't go into the details of how much power it actually produces, but it's powerful. <laughs> And uh, it's only done 100,000 kilometers. It's got an ANCAP safety rating of four stars, probably back mm-hmm. in 2010 when it was made. So it's probably minus 
four stars at the moment. Um, <laughs> but it's got ABS brakes. It's it's got everything and anything for anyone looking for a great family car that's luxurious and produces ample power. 2010 Great Wall. It's just surprising how cheap a 2010 car is. Yeah. 2010 Great Wall uh, X240, 4x4, 5.950. Guys, don't look at the thing, at the stats. How how quick do you think it takes this thing to get to 100? 11. Three to five business days. Three to five. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't reached it yet. They'll tell you when they get there. Uh, Patrick, I don't know if you've heard the news, man, but I'm just getting it in now directly from Beijing. They've put a, they've put a tariff on you. <laughs> uh, 20 seconds to 100. 20 seconds Jesus to 100. Jesus Christ. Now, was... Look, it's like, it's like the Great Wall itself. Why did they build it? Keep the rabbits out. Now They've, they've built this. Not to win any performance performance uh, lap times, they've built it to keep the Aussies out, so that we could be <laughs> driving this vehicle around as a family car. Um, I I know one of the fir- very first ones that came into Melbourne. A guy I knew back in the day bought one of those, and it was pretty good. I mean, <laughs> the seats themselves were probably as thick as a cardboard box, but they were leather. But yeah, now overall they they're not bad. There's still quite a few running around. My mechanic just bought one in diesel, and he paid three grand for it. Oh, that just shows, like, I mean, I mean, they were very cheap new, weren't they? Like, they they weren't a lot they're of about twenty five, I think, new. So, I mean, look, this got alloy wheels as a large sort of car. It's got the space. I haven't heard any reliability issues with those. I think they were using um, an old Mitsubishi based diesel motor. Yeah, they are 4G69. There you go. Um, so yeah, not a lot of not a lot of issues with these cars, but yeah, like for the money, I mean, they're they're pretty good. So that's my car of the week. Oh, I like it. I reckon for for value for money, if you just did one of the, it's a but it's a proper four wheel drive too. It's like it's a proper four. It's got low range. I think these these do. Yeah, it does. Um, You're not even going to get up someone's incline on their driveway. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be flooring it. I, I like how it says the uh, exciting features. This car has <laughs> the first exciting feature is front cup holders. <laughs> oh. so, so, so you know, you know that's exciting. Okay, it's, Look, it's got remote holders. central locking. It's got it's got rear cup holders. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Riz. Now, the car uh, the car that Patrick has shown is. In the hot hatch segment, so Patrick, take it away. I'll just share it in the chat for you guys, and I'll pop it in our yeah. Facebook page. All right. So by the time you click on, I'll tell you anyway. But much better than the Great Wall. Don't worry, we'll get that piece of garbage out of sight. Um, but for my car of the week, we've got a uh, Fiesta XR4. Now, if you, some of you who are into your hot hatches will know that these are very big, especially in Europe, the UK. Yeah. Um, I believe they have it. They, yep, they are. Got the specs. They're a Durotech two-liter motor. Um, yeah, they produce 110 kilowatts, so of course, much more powerful than the um, Great Walls. So you know you'll, you'll get to 100 a lot quicker. Hey, hey it's, uh, only, it's, only, it's only powerful, more powerful by 10 kilowatts. Only more powerful by 10 kilowatts. Mm, 10 kilowatts is 10 kilowatts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 
Uh, but this this example, you know, it's it's pretty clean. It's for um, for what it is. It's got relatively low case, one hundred and sixty five thousand. Um, this one's come does come with a K and then cold air intake because we all know that gives you you know another hundred horsepower. So you know, you know, um, and the great cars. I remember once I was out with my brother once in his when he when he had his um Proton Satria the GTI. One one of his mates had a um and XL4 and we we're just racing them and you know they go they go quick you know for what it is you know they they're very nippy and um I was talking to my mate because my mate's looking for a car and I, I told him about these see he wants to get a new car I told him you know look at these and even just looking at the pictures you know you can tell it's got like you know wide body flares you know the, the car looks proper it looks mean you know for a Fiesta at least as well and honestly oh I think I think that the tough cars, you know, the are unexpected. You don't see many of them on the road as well. You see yeah. more XR5 turbos than you do of these. So, um, and the three door hatch design, oh, I I love that. I think that looks sick. To my opinion, at least, I think. Oh, I think we should have like the GR Yaris. I like how it's it's, it's the same as that. You know, three door hatch. Yeah, I know the um, yep. XR5s in the Europe. They call the ST25s. 225s and there are three door hatch as well so yeah same yeah. yeah honestly but yeah no this is this is a sick car you know like or so what's that almost six eight six and a half red line you know like they're the ripper cars it, like if if you i'm no i know matt knows because i know he knows his hatch but if you've been in one or if you've seen them and you know about them then you know how much of a great car these are when they came out, they were called a handling revelation. Like they were a real cool little car to drive. Mm. Um, this one in particular has had a couple of little little goodies put onto it as well. It's had it's had some you know aftermarket wheels, which I'm not a fan of because I actually like the original wheels on these. Uh, but it's got some semi slicks on there, uh, DBA T2 rotors with Brembo pads, racing four to four to two to one extractors, Varex exhaust, Mondeo throttle body, Momo pedals. Sony head unit with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, which is all you need really these days, and a Rockford Foscate amp and front speakers and a Pioneer sub. So seventy five hundred for all that hot hatchness. I, I like that. I reckon that's a great choice. Good mm, car. Sweet. All right, I'll go next. Scotty Doe, the floor's yours. I'm gonna blow you all out of the water. Oh. So great wall. This car that I've got does it in half that time zero to one hundred. <laughs> Speaking of oh. hot hatches, this can't beat it. Uh, now, you know, everyone, the A-Class, Mercedes A-Class, flying out the door, right? No, oh, it is. Popular, yeah. great-looking car. Well, why don't you get the one before it was even popular? Oh. Here we go, 1990. <laughs> <laughs> what A- the hell is that? A160 Classic Manual. Manual, there we That's go. That's awesome. Check out this little thing. It's even got roof fronts. It's so ugly. My God. Yeah. Well, all you have to do is tell everyone, yeah, I've got a Mercedes A class. Don't tell them what year or anything. You're still broke till you got one. That's exactly yeah. right. It's still a Benz. Look at that. That looks cool. Oh, my God. Was that carbon fiber before? Go back to it in the dash. There's this carbon fiber in there. Jeez. It's performance. Brabus edition. It's a Brabus, man. It's a Brabus. What's uh, it say, Scotty? Well, my favorite comment is this one. 
passenger and rear seats can easily be removed to turn into a minivan. <laughs> That's his. That's his. Uh, that's his point of sale. Is USP. I just. I mean, it's got enough power. Yeah, it's got no power. One hundred ten point eight seconds. Mate, it's quick. Demolishes the Great Wall. Demolishes well, it. Wait, what do the comments say? Uh, the. <laughs> well, he reckons you need to replace the cat converter because it runs a bit sluggish, but. That's going to cost more than the actual car itself. <laughs> test pipe. Test pipe it. That's that's pretty cool, Scott. Yeah, I like um, this. You get all this for nine hundred bucks. That's right. It's you could be driving an A class Mercedes for nine hundred bucks. Scotty, can you go back down for a second? Did, did I just say clutchless manual? Yes. What did... is manual? Clutchless, clutchless manual. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. awesome. That's like a sequential box. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's it's an MR two race car, pretty much. The race car. It's a, it's a ZZ30 MR2 is what, is what that is. Sequential manual. Yeah. So why not? That's awesome. So, I like that. So ugly. <laughs> for 900 bucks, it's all right. <laughs> and you can turn it into a minivan. And you can turn it into a minivan. Yeah. Well, look, they, uh, seriously, these are about to go up in prices because people can't go overseas. They'll be driving around one of these around Australia as a minivan. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep, deliver your parcels. That's, that's really good. Oz Post will be getting on them. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're already ditching the postie box for these. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that, that, that is the best thing I've ever seen. All right, Alan, your choice. No, I'll, uh, I'll let you go first, Matty, because I, mean, go first. I don't do the homework. I, uh, oh. I don't do the homework, so I'm still looking for my car. But it's close. I think I've got one. All right. Now... Patrick, you know you've got a two-liter motor, right? Two point five. Well, no, two-liter motor in your in your chosen car. Oh, and then yep, yep, yep. Now, that car had a bigger brother. Do you know what that car was? Maybe. Well, I'm sticking on the hot hatch theme, and my theme in particular is one of these. So we got three hot hatches now. (laughs) <laughs> Your car is in a hot hatch. Forget it. It's rubbish. <laughs> it is a oh. ST170. Oh, that's the ori- oh, that's original. I saw one of these on car sales. Um, eighty-five hundred bucks. It looks actually really neat. Um, these are quite a rare car. They only brought in one hundred and fifty or so to Australia, so they are very rare. But one hundred and seventy horsepower. You got you got. Uh, the the Euro spec interior, six speed manual Getrag gearbox, uh, full instrumentation. It looks pretty tidy. You know, big big motor, big horsepower. Comments. The Mark One Focus ST one seventy, the first warmed up hot hatch from Ford that carries a now synonymous ST badge. So if you want, if you want some ST heritage, here's where it is. Here's Genesis, gentlemen. Here's Genesis. So it is suggested only approximately 150 STs were sold in Australia uh, new. The turbocharged Mark One RS we never got here, but it's the it's three door uh, three door body which looks good. The naturally aspirated engine which was developed with Cosworth, a six speed ratio, a close ratio Getrag gear, gearbox. It's a Getrag, so you see you've got a um you got a super gearbox, mate. You're fine. You, you could sell the gearbox for more than the car's worth. <laughs> uh, aluminium sports pedals and gear knob, factory stainless steel exhaust system. I didn't know they had a factory stainless steel exhaust. That's pretty cool. 
Goodyear Eagler F1 asymmetric tires, hydraulic assisted power steering, mechanical th uh, throttle control, imperial blue and metallic paint, and made in Cologne, Germany. These were a proper German made car. Uh, four ANCAPs safety rating, two owner vehicle, genuine low Ks, has had uh, clutch and dual mass flywheel replaced 15,000 Ks ago. Tom Belt not due till 2024, 10 years early. Um, you got it done. So, like, this is an XR5, XR4, clear 182, E97, EP3, or 197, EP3, or, um, you know, alternative. I think you put that in there just for the, uh, for the, for the views. But that is my car. I like nice. it. Nice. Yeah, almost as good as mine. Not bad. That's right. Not bad. <laughs> but can uh, yours be turned into a minivan? That's the thing. <laughs> I think that's pretty good with your... I mean, that, that's half sold me, actually. For 900 bucks, man, I, I bought a steering that was worth more than that. Like, that's... that's <laughs> Alan. Okay. So I was also going to go a van, uh, but I've uh, decided against it. So I'm instead going to um, fight the good fight um, in the full drive section. Mm -hmm. So with that, I will share screen. I would have won this another day, uh, guaranteed. But oh, today sure. I, have to represent, I have to represent the Padgers. You know, it is a 2002 Mitsubishi Pajero, top of the line Exceed. Yeah. So it has leather seven seats uh, or seven leather seats. So, you know, you can uh, seat the whole family, including the grandparents. Or if you have, for some reason, have made a terrible mistake and had five kids, um, those five kids. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a strong petrol engine with sunroof. You know, got the ABS cruise control side steps, you know, for the shorter people or the kids to get in. Power windows, remote central locking. Uh, a major service has been done. Got a new time belt, a new water pump. It runs very well and it's being sold with a roadway certificate and three months of registration. And look at these pictures. Ain't that one of the cleanest padges? I mean, there's a bit of scuffing here, but... It looks like a real padge. They're all, they're all beat to shit. Excuse me, sir. Look at that. Look at that instrument cluster. Shows you which doors open. Shows you, I don't know what that shows you about the wheels, but shows you something. You can see the uh, lights, little cruise control stalk. Yeah, instrument cluster. Some more outside picks. Leather seats, they're a bit uh, worn, but nothing a little bit of, um, you know, leather leather uh, solution can't uh, fix up. I think somewhere around there is your, uh, you know, four-wheel drive selector. Um, and rear seats, nice and clean. Um, and, yeah, just the VIN and stuff you can want to check up. And uh, I'm assuming this is from the back. You probably lift up some part of this to put the seats in. And there's plenty of room for your fishing gear and everything else. And like, uh, you know, in competition with Riz's automobile, this will make all the climbs, you know, that you need to make. Um, it'll go quite well up the driveway, Scott. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like I said, fun for all the family. Um, and, uh, you know, in an accident, I think it'd crush all your little hot hatches. So uh, that, that's what I'm going with. And, you know, Prisley Sum, a 599, you can talk them down. It comes yeah. with Roadworthy and you know, three months of registration. So you've got the car on the road. That's pretty good. Um, That's yeah. good value. Wait, hang on a sec. Sorry, uh, Riz, Riz, did your car come with the road with you? I didn't check because I don't think it needs one. It's great. <laughs> I generally feel if they put, if they don't put road with you included, it's a yeah. non-included thing because that's usually a selling kind of bonus. Mm -hmm. 
Well, put it this way. Your car is eight years older than Mr. Riz's one there. And Riz still gets full drive. He still gets leather seats. He still gets 104,000 Ks on the clock. He still gets everything that you've got, but cheaper and better. So and but but, but yeah, there's, badge, one, so. there's one key difference. We when they were making the Great Wall, they, store, they stole a Pajero engine from 30 years ago and they chucked did. it into it. So it's actually, it's actually an ancestor. It's like it's like it's like the great grandfather of the Pajero, even maybe, though it's newer. Maybe that's why they're called Great Wall, as in as in great like great great grandfather, because that, that's that, that that's the, the the part being special. Speaking of which, I, I know this is car of the week, Maddie, but we've got to talk about the Great Wall motors. What we what we saw earlier this week. So oh, yeah, anyway, that's down the track. Yeah, we'll talk about that after 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 this, which which is quite impressive actually. It was a good looking car. Alan, I think Riz has pipped you here, mate. Uh, just just putting it out there. Yeah. So I think had, if you had, ask if you ask the bucks. wide public, would they rather have a great wall or would they rather have you know uh, a, a nice badge, a nice Mitsubishi? Most people would say the Mitsubishi. Oh, okay. Oh right. well, all right. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Where, what are you going to go for and why? Um, I'll just go for the patch because it's funny. <laughs> I want to win one of these. It's been a while since I've won, so I'm going for the patch. Look, it has all the utility. The car comes ready to go on the road. Um, you know, it's got full drive, everything else. You'll see, like I said, we're in the northern suburbs. Everyone's got seven kids here. So, you know, <laughs> it's quite a useful car. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's got all the, the full drive utilities and everything else. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with that. Sweet. All right. It's tough. I'll almost go for mine. <laughs> Especially when I'm looking at through the other two hot hatches as well. And my hot hatch. It's tough. But Patrick's like Patrick's like about to rage. He's like, it's not on a hatch. It's yeah. not on a hatch. He wants to lose it. Uh, <laughs> but I'll go for Maddie's. I like it. Well, cheers, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Rizzy Ross. So we've had hot hatches. We've had practical, practical cars. With lots of space, I've obviously got to go with the one that is practical because I look after the families, and that has a lot of space. The A class. Oh, he's going for the A class now. It's it's still a Benz. It's got carbon fiber. It's got Brabus heritage. <laughs> it's it's if you 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 broke to you got one for nine hundred bucks. Literally, they're giving it away. Um. Yeah, I gotta go with that. You know, it's a manual um, five-speed H pattern. There you go. Oh. So hang on. So so that means that there's one vote for the for the uh, Pajero. Pajero. One vote for the Mercedes hot hatch. One vote for the Focus ST170. Patrick. Honestly, I think I'm gonna go with the Focus. They are they are rarer to find, and then the fact you found one, and it looks clean as well. So, and um, again, the Mercedes is not a just. Honestly, <laughs> whoever designed that or whatever needs just a big reevaluation check on their life. Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't even pay nine hundred bucks, man. I'll, I'll actually, I'll I'll pay I'll pay them nine hundred bucks to burn the car. 
I'm not even joking. Jeez. Ugly looking thing. Ugly looking thing. I Scotty. don't think we should be talking about Germans and burning things on this podcast. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, first, first there's a tariff on you, Patrick. What's going on? Good. Uh, oh. Scotty, he's throwing shade at your car, man. What are you going to do about it, Scott? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> It's an A class. Everyone likes A classes. It's don't... not an A. <laughs> a classes are popular. When you think of an A class, what do you think of? A Mercedes. If... Yeah, Mercedes, but why? Flat. I give up. Honestly, I do. <laughs> From oh, well, GDRs to fucking. Beautiful <laughs> classes. <laughs> what a fall from grace. Yeah, what a fall from grace. I, yeah, oh, I really like the XR4. I reckon the XR4s are really cool, cool little cars. The Great Wall is just, just awesome because it's, 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 you know, it is a Great Wall. Pajero Life because Pajero Life. Uh, Scotty's A Class because <laughs> that comment. Oh, you can take the seats out and becomes a delivery van. Yeah, that's a uh, that's top top USP right there. Top USP. Um, I'm going to go with the Focus because I think it's I think it's probably the like. Yeah, you know, in terms of like a hot hatch, real cool little car to drive, that'll be the one I'm gonna go for. So, that, so it looks like the ST one seventy wins. Yeah. Woo! Oh, thank you, thank you, thank awesome. you. Awesome. Speaking of Great Wall, Riz, have you have you boys seen what they have announced and what they uh, what they're about to drop for their latest S? Well, not SUV. It's more of a uh, four wheel drive like Challenger to the Ranger. Now, that's. That's a good enough intro. They've, I don't even know if they've actually, where did we see it? Because it was like, um, oh, what's it called? The Canon? Canyon? Canon? Yeah, well, it was, well, basically what this is, your Ford Rangers, your Toyota Hiluxes, um, your Nissan Navaras, you got to watch out, man, because this thing is coming for you. And and it's it's uh it's basically going to going to rewrite the game they reckon. Um, now I've shared a link, guys, and I think Luca stuffed up. Oh, you know what did. I'm saying? He did, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, this thing—it's just been launched. It's the it's the it's the next generation of the Ute. I can't think of many people that would think that it looks crap. For you, right? I think it was really good. We've been trying so hard to work with Halal, and, and you know, we very much appreciate a, a press, um, you know, a press ride vehicle. Of the car. That's right, press vehicle that we could take on. You know, we take it over some rugged terrain, we'd you know, tow a boat or something similar, we'd give it, you know, a full whirl and give it a solid review. Um, you know, we, we've always been pretty positive about Haval and, uh, you know, we welcome them to reach out. They just haven't. Uh, I wonder why, but well, <laughs> this we're a totally is, legitimate get up. <laughs> this is where we're going to be getting out there. We're going to hustle hard, Alan. We're going to get out there and we're going to get these guys to, to, you know, give, send us one for test drive. I reckon that typhoon's up for an upgrade. Um, oh, and it's, it, what what better successor to the typhoon than is this one called the Canon? <laughs> oh, it's just called, called the GWM Ute. Yeah, it's, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. They haven't named it. It's called GWM, so Great Wall Motors British, uh, Ute. Uh, I think they just called the Ute. So. Yeah. 
it's it's like a cross between a Ranger and the Mercedes X Class. It is a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's also got a bit of um Toyota Tacoma in the front end as well. Hmm. So and that's uh, about thirty four grand drive away. And that's that's actually... with all the bells and whistles, like a four by four system and everything else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, seven year warranty. Man, that was hard to compete with. So it's got. Uh, every GWM Ute comes with equipped with a nine, large nine-inch infotainment touchscreen featuring the GWM's intuitive automotive management software and Apple Car, uh, CarPlay and slash Android Auto. Lane Keep Assist. It comes with it's a it says it's a real step up. You know, let's like I'm I actually love to test drive one. I reckon this would be a this would be a really cool um cool cool car. But oh, yeah, it looks good. Like I'm looking at the pictures and. Uh, it's got it's got cameras everywhere, you know. It's it looks like it's actually put together okay. And f- from all accounts, Chinese cars now are really starting to like become really half decent. So I think it's definitely one for the for the thing. But what do you guys think of the look? Of, looks of Argon looks great. It looks like it is called the Canon. It's um yeah. It's, I clicked uh... on it to build my own, and then you've got the specs. You got the Canon, the Canon L, and the Canon X. Oh, uh, the Canon XL. So you can say my, you know, I've got an XL Canon. <laughs> so the Canon X is forty nine ninety drive away. Oh right, that's like top oh. of the range. But you know what? For from for thirty three nine ninety, you're getting eighteen inch alloys, uh, Comfort Tech seats, which is premium eco leather, Android Auto, CarPlay, AEB with pedestrian de- de- detection, Lane Keep Assist, Active Cruise Control, Reverse Camera. That's that's a lot of car for the money. And then from there, from that, you get the Canon L. Which is you know eighteen inch alloys, um, getting comfort tech seats, uh, same thing sports bar, tub liner, three sixty degree view camera, heated front seats, adjustable power adjustable driver seat, auto climate control, and the Canon X, uh, you're getting the premium interior, leather seats, touch screen, uh, instrument cluster. Well, that that's or oh, sorry, no seven inch color instrument cluster, wireless phone charger, and power adjustable front uh, driver and passenger seat. So, I uh. I kind of don't mind that actually. I, I think that's from thirty nine 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 drive. Mate, you don't you don't need you don't need a Ranger anymore. I think you need one of these. I think there's you know there's a, there's a market for them, and I think um, given the price increases across the rest of the market, and people wanting you know these four door Utes, um, and this one doesn't look too bad. I reckon it would it would sell all right. Like X Class came into Australia. And it was basically a Navara, and then they they sold, and then they left. So you know, um, given they didn't have a, some level of success, I think these guys might might do all right, um, just breaking into that Ute market. So yeah, I, I think it's not too bad. Well, having said that, what do you guys what do you guys see Chinese cars? Because like I remember when Great Wall came out, everyone's like, these are buckets of absolute shit. But and now, for the record, they were buckets of absolute shit. Yeah, like I, I saw some great wall utes in my time. Yes. Um, the seat, the cushioning on the seat was about yay thin. <laughs> That's um, what I was saying. And they weren't exactly, you know, uh, safe either. Um, and you know, I think they went through that kind of period of, well, we can't sell pieces of shit here because people in the market generally would rather spend more to get that little bit of extra goodness. Um, and you know, I think they've they've come to the come up to the challenge, uh, especially in recent years. And uh, they've been throwing down. 
with incredibly good value cars. You know, like I said, we'd love a test drive. Um, you know, we love a press car. I think we'd give it some excellent coverage. Um, just uh, they've uh, they've they've kind of seen they've had their growing pains. They've kind of seen um, you know what the market wants, particularly around here, and uh, what they have to kind of deliver. And they've done it much faster than I think um, the Korean cars uh, or the Korean companies ended up doing yep. uh, when when they started out. Mm. This is it's um, I think with MG, Great Wall, Sayak, LBV. Um, and potentially a couple more brands into, you know, they've got the money, they've got the ability, they know how to launch cars into Australia now. They know who to partner with. Um, there's going to be a couple more brands coming in and they will have cars that, you know, we, at, at the moment, we haven't seen around here and people will want them. It's especially when it starts with electric cars, people will want them. Well, here's the thing, they, you, you, they've just kept trying, and the, and the bottom line is they're getting better with everything they produce. And how many, like, how many uh, MGs are you guys seeing on the road? I'm seeing them everywhere. Yeah, they're pretty good. MG3, the, the you know that small car market, it was dominated by the Picantos, it was dominated by the Swifts. They've all increased their prices, mm-hmm. and the Rios, accents are gone. They've they've all increased their prices, and these guys are just they're, they're selling them, and they're not they're, they don't look too bad. Have you guys been seeing them on the roads as MG Scotty and Patrick? No. Nope. Yeah, actually, I, I saw a few. Actually, I saw one today going towards my auntie's house in Preston. I saw, I saw an MG on the road, like little hatchbacks, and even like SUVs. You see them? They're popping up everywhere. I've noticed. Yeah, and they look rather nice as well. Yeah, they're not um, too bad. Yeah, like uh, an MG three auto or something like that. Mm. Like as just a little runabout. I, I, you know, I don't have no qualms to drive something like that around. It looks quite nice as long as obviously it, it comes with the, the goods required, you know. Um, but they all do have that kind of car play, you know, uh, nice kind of equipment, good safety, and, and everything else that you kind of need. Like, I don't see, um, you know, like the it, the core is what, 16, 690, where the navigation is 17, and then the Excite is from 18, uh, 690. Um, and that's got your, you know, your 16-inch uh, two-tone machine alloy wheels, uh, like a six-speaker audio system with a Yamaha 3D sound field. Yeah, so it's got and those it's got that British heritage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the interesting thing is, uh, is like they're coming in and they're undercutting these markets huge. Yeah. But I think that when they came in first with the Great Walls, they were doing it with buckets of absolute pus. Now mm-hmm. they're actually saying, well, we've got a lot of kit here. We're, we've got all the stuff that you need and we're offering it as, at a more affordable um, more affordable price. So I think, you know, it's only going to be a matter of time until they really start to kind of take control of the of the um, thing. Scotty, <laughs> Scotty says uh, he's like a real, real nice MG3, MG3, which is a... Uh, uh, assault rifle? <laughs> it is an assault rifle, isn't it? It's, it's a modified version of an MG42... Adapted to fire 7.62 millimeter NATO rounds. <laughs> it's currently used by the German Army in other states. When I typed in MG3 and I'm having a look at images of them, there's quite a few like MG3 machine guns popping up in between the cars. <laughs> uh, we've got a comment from Pamela. Pamela asks, Can you get an electric car with a turbo? Uh, no, you can't. No. They, 
they uh, run purely uh, as yeah, like with just electric motors, uh, they don't have forced induction. They don't have exhaust to make that forced induction. So you cannot. Well, some forced... of the electric cars we have, do they need a turbo? The Model S we drove, Maddie. That was insane. Like that was ridiculously fast. So, I mean, going back, how long ago did we, did we test drive that? Two years. Nearly ago? two years. Yeah. 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 No, probably longer than two years. They just talk, and and that, and that's I guess that's where. Where it where it all comes to comes to play, but yeah, getting back with this this whole market, do you think guys that they are going to take over eventually in terms of price share and and market share because everyone is jacking up their prices and they're just staying real low. Looking forward into the you know into progression, like I'm I'm just checking out the um, ZS EV, you know the mm. MG's electric vehicle for what is it forty three nine ninety drive away. Mm. You've got, you know, a five-year unlimited kilometer warranty, an eight-year, one hundred sixty thousand kilometer warranty on the battery. Like, that is like forty-four grand or forty-five, roughly, what you're looking at for a nice, you know, um, SUV-esque kind of car that's fully electric. That is very attainable for, you know, like an average family purchase. Yeah. Whereas when you're looking at something like a Tesla, the cheapest thing you're gonna get is a Model Three. Even that, you're looking at sixty plus. Um. And, you know, I, I think questions can be made about the fit and finish of Teslas. I don't think it's up to scratch yet for what they're charging. It's still growing pains. Like these guys, they have, you know, not just in the petrol cars, because obviously they are cheaper there as well, but even the electric cars, they're doing their best to be incredibly competitive with pricing. I think with the way things are going, they will probably um, be able to kind of cement themselves a solid like place in, at the very least, the Australian automotive industry. Um, but possibly, you know, else, uh, other global markets as well. Like, it's the key was always going to be who can provide, especially going to the future, EVs for the best, you know, price to, you know, regular consumers. Right now, EVs are still, they're coming down, but there's still very much a, uh, I'd call it a wealthy person's game where they've got a couple of petrol cars at home and they're going to change one of them to an EV. This is more of that push to, you can change your primary car the primary family automobile to an EV. And I think the companies that can push that the fastest will probably see the most growth in the future. And can I quickly say there's, we, we haven't seen anything in Australia yet in terms of what's about to come. The biggest manufacturer of electric cars in the world, it's, it's not Tesla. It's a company called BYD. And they are huge in electric buses. They, I think Victorian government's about to trial a fair few electric buses. Um, they, this is the BYD's car page that I'll share with you. Have a look at the vehicles that they currently sell in China. It's, and they have the money. They have billions of dollars to invest. They have research R&D centers in US in a whole lot of different countries. And they will be coming to Australia very, very soon. Are they just are they just completely electric these cars? Yeah, completely electric. BYD's the the history of that company, they started off by making batteries for Nokia. All right. Now they do anything and everything. It's a juggernaut, this company. And then what about Geely that owns Volvo? Hmm. Right? So they can clearly easily learn from what what Volvo engineers have been doing and you know, they know how to manufacture. And they've got the capability to produce huge amount of electric batteries. 
um, which with companies like BYD, that's all they specialize in. It they they will come very very soon. So yeah, we'll see a whole lot new cars, whole lot more affordable. The only competitor to that MG ZS EV was the Kona Hyundai Kona EV, and Hyundai has just recalled seventy thousand of them globally. And how much is the, how much is that Kona EV by the way? It's I think mid fifties. Okay. Yeah, it will be interesting actually because to get your hands on an electric vehicle, they are pretty expensive. I'm not against them or anything. That's fine. But yeah, uh, uh, if they could come in, it'll definitely, I could see them selling quite well. Got a question from Stephanie. She asked, do you think hydrogen is a threat to EVs? Probably not now. Uh, they, they did have hydrogen in America and it, it should have been the answer. And to me, it still is the answer, but mm. they kind of, well, no one really supported it, and Honda was really the only one that was kind of doing anything with it, and they pulled out with it. So, yeah. The predominant, I think, issue they've had is um, storage of the fuel itself. Yeah. Um, and transport. It's been a situation where most times um, the the pumps that have had hydrogen, they're actually just producing the hydrogen on site, um, and basically distributing it. So those sorts of issues, scaling them up and making them more efficient. Um, I'm sure it's possible. It's always possible the moment you start getting these things rolling. But I think just the, the, the stronger push that electric cars had, that has skewed the market. I think if we were, you know, if somebody had pushed hydrogen in a similar manner, we may be saying the same thing about electric cars, like battery powered electric cars right now, saying they're not, yeah, they're, no one's going to invest more in battery technology because it's not worth it. Hydrogen is probably just doing fine, that kind of thing. I think just the, the pioneers in the market just kind of went and pushed hard for battery powered electric and just, at this point, it doesn't make a lot of sense to diversify those technologies if everyone just focuses on, you know, uh, improving battery tech and then just running these electric cars. That's probably the way to it'll most likely go. Um, so I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, for me, you know, a combustion engine, internal combustion engine is where it's at. But you know, I also need to recognize that we're not the owners of the world. We're simply here. You know kind of taking care of it for the future generations um, while we're trying to also have our, live our lives through. So we have a responsibility. Like the, the generations before us, I think they did um, a number on the world and a number on the environment. We, um, if we want to, you know, kind of on our deathbeds kind of look with hope, then it's we probably have to do a better job than them and kind of going that electric route, going that sustainable route. It's, it's going to be it. And like having a nice EV um, just as like the family car that we take, I don't need to worry about, you know, uh, petrol, it's already plugged and charged, that kind of thing. Um, with the other tech that frequently they do come with just, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's just for when I'm actually driving for the sake of having a drive, then I need myself an internal combustion engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll get more and more difficult as the years go on. But I think at the very least for, um, transport, I think going electric, going in that kind of green energy path is uh is certainly good and i was just checking the um the kona electric launch edition is like 63 and a half drive away oh, that's a cheap one so mg is definitely undercutting them you know for 44 and a half drive away massive undercut yeah and and just to put into perspective a couple of years ago mitsubishi launched the outlander the plug-in hybrid the whatever it's called the phev yeah and that was close to fifty or to fifty-five thousand dollars drive away. They a whole lot of government 
departments bought them, but they never really went anywhere. They weren't that much efficient anyway. So to get um, SUV, probably not the same size as an Outlander, a bit smaller for mid 40,000s, I think. And that's before, you know, uh, dealers probably taking 5% off that price and sort of selling it to you for about 42 or thousand, 40 to 42,000 dollars. I think that's a lot of car. The batteries themselves are probably worth more than what they're selling the car for. Hmm. So I get, that's why they're giving you that, that, that warranty. Um, it's time to get into some what would you rather have seen as we haven't done this in a while. Cause I, what, what would you rather is one of my favorite things to do. Now, first one of the evening, you're in the 1980s and you're looking to buy a new car. You get to 1990 and you've got a lot of money and you're a rich executive. You can either buy uh, an SL 600, which is a V12 Mercedes SL, or you can buy a BMW 850 CI, which is a V12 BMW like Grand Tourer. Both V12, both ridiculously expensive, both ridiculously powerful. What would you go for and why? Probably go for the Mercedes. I mean, Scott. Yeah, why would you guys go the Mercedes? It just looks more classier. I mean, they've been doing those types of cars for many, many years. I know I'm just a sucker for an SL, I think. Yeah. You know, my theory on Benz is you broke till you got one. <laughs> and I reckon that, look, the, the three star, that's the way to go. The Benz for me. Can't, you know, say no to a V12. So uh, I'm also, and I'm, I'd say out of the other two uh, car companies, I am more partial to the Benzo as well. So that's uh, fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. I'm, I personally I'm, think that the look of the, the Benz for me was overall better than the, um, the BMW. Uh, I don't know. But that's, that's pretty subjective. Next one. You've, you've come down off your high from your multimillionaire-esque uh, 80s cocaine run. Um, to the 90s where you where you need to where you need a downsize and you need to buy a hot hatch. Now your choices are very limited because you've got Toyota Corolla GTI, you've got which is the 100 kilowatt uh, yeah, 100 kilowatt 4AGE uh, version of the the 4AGE. You've got Nissan Pulsar Triple S N14. You've got Ford TX3 Turbo front wheel drive, not all wheel drive, or and spanner in the works, you also have the Suzuki Swift GTI. What would you go for and why? Pulsar. Pulsar? Mm. How come Pulsar? SR20 life. <laughs> <laughs> An easy one. Uh, we all know they pull a premium one week before, before race wars. That's, that's, just, that's just the un- unwritten rule. Uh, which which Pulsar is on, on offer again? N14 Triple S. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going that. That is the so I can give it to my people at a sun later on, and he can be the coolest kid around as well. <laughs> Look, S15s are the king, and SR20 Pulsar. That's 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 where it's at. Jeez, everyone's going the Pulsy. I go the Pulsar. It'll just keep on going on forever. I'll just keep on going. There you go. That's uh, it's funny though. Out of, out of all those cars, the one that's really kind of you can still kind of find 
is the triple S Pulsar because like the the Suzuki Swift just didn't survive. The Laser TX3s got all just thrashed and destroyed. The Corollas I haven't seen a GTI in so long. The only ones that you can still kind of find are triple S Pulsars, and I think the whole SR20 kind of backing and performance wise with them just kind of kept them going. So yeah, triple S Pulsar definitely the definitely the win for that. Last one, gentlemen, before we finish up. You're after an interesting sports car, and you got to buy one today. Now, you've got money's, money's not an option, but you want something a bit unconventional, and you want something from the 2000s. So you'll, you'll be looking at either an FD Series 2 RX-7 twin turbo, or you're going to go for a... Ah, I don't know. The FD seems to be winning. No. Uh, it is the 300ZX. Twin turbo, what would you go for and why? FDRX7. Yeah, that's an easy one. FDRX7. Like the, the 300ZX is nice in isolation, and it's also, like you said, relatively rare car, unconventional. It's got the, the twin turbo engine. Um, but uh, when you have on option an RX7, you, you're going to take the RX7. Like even today, like you see. When you see them on the road, and you see both of them very rarely on the road, 300ZX, it's usually trashed. It's usually puttering, and it's not looking clean. Anyone that's got an RX-7, usually it is one of the cleaner cars you're going to see, and it's, you know, it's usually being taken care of that by the owner. Um, and it's still... like they're both, they're both a joy to see, but I think the RX-7 puts a bigger smile on my face when I see one out in the wild. So I definitely take the RX-7. That, well, rotary, that rotary Life Apex Seals, Patrick, you said you jumped in there quickly with RX7. Why would you go RX7 straight away? Because as far as the day I got into cars and loving cars and everything, the FD RX7 has always been a dream car of mine. That and the S15 Silvia, but the RX and FD RX7 has always been top pinnacle, like top that to me, that is just everything about the car is just so unique and pure, like. The 13B, no two rotor engine, the sequential twin turbos, they're like nine grand red line, like that, like, and the car's just so different, like unconventional, you know. What are pistons? It's got literally two Doritos and a Pringles can, you know? <laughs> like, and this is probably bias, but me personally, I think it's probably one of the best sounding cars out there as well, the rotary. Well, you know what it is it is the <laughs> RX7 itself. And this will be change that back there. Takahashi Keske, he's got one, and no, I, I really do like him. Um, I think, yeah, as, as the guys are saying earlier, that is the owners that I've come across, they've kept him real clean, probably to compensate for how dirty the engine is itself. But apart well, from that, so, so I reckon the engine's been out so many times that they've had so much time to just keep everything else clean. That's exactly <laughs> right, and you know they. <laughs> It's the visual appearance that they want up. And, and they're so rare. Like, you know, I mean, to get a good one now, what are they? I mean, we've got the main man, the, the Godzilla himself. He would know what's going on. They're, what are they worth? 40, 50? Honestly, yeah. not 100% sure. I don't really look up FDs that much. Tell you the like 60 grand. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd probably ask. Clean one, you're looking at 60 grand. Yeah, it's, uh, and yeah. Patrick's I'd, your rotary guy. He knows them. <laughs> uh, but they're they're pretty yeah rare so cheapest I found the fifty seven thousand yeah 
So they got the COVID tax. They got the initial D. Takahashi Keske tax. They've got. Gums trying to sell me his for twenty, just like five years back, maybe yeah. six years back. He was trying to sell him for twenty. I was like, Nah, you're dreaming. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, like um, a lot of regrets there. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it's funny that they've gone up that much. I mean, a lot of them are kept okay, but I guess that's probably why. But you know what? You know what's interesting though? People that with, with FDR exams, they don't really complain too much about rotary unreliability. Like from from all accounts, an FDR seven we've looked after was pretty damn good, Scotty. Yeah, I'd choose the FD easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, FD. It's just got everything. It is a sports car. That's the definition of a sports car to me. Well, if that's the definition of a sports car, what do you think would you take over that in in terms of that price range? Because for me, an FD RX7 is just it's 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 a very, it's got perfect weight distribution. It's it's got plenty of power, very tunable. Um, they look good. They sound good. They go. They go good. You know, everything about them is really good and unique. I mean, look, the rotary engine do have it, do have issues, but in terms of in terms of a whole package, I mean, all road tests and everything at the time were saying like, you know, I mean, they, these cars are put up against pretty much everything. You know, the, the 300ZX twin turbo, the the R34 GDR, the what what else what else was there around there at, at the time the um supra you know my four supras and stuff in terms of a handling package i think they are pretty much the best and like as a package in general they are probably the best sports car that japan produced in the in the 90s slash 2000s i still i still think so today unless you guys disagree <laughs> Ooh, i, I mean, agree they gdr in that time period didn't they? Well, so hang on wait so patrick you agree yeah i i i agree 100 like i mean the they, they, they were saying, you know, the, the FD was competing with, you know, Porsche 944 turbos and like, and all that other stuff, you know, like they were a serious car back then, you know, they were like, they over engine, like, despite the rotary engine and all, like the car itself, you know, the aerodynamics and the balancing and the weight, the, everything that went into consideration, the, like the full curves of, of it, the whole car is like, when you can, like, for handling, is like, uh, that is to me, like, you know, as you know, you guys said that is for what I say as a, a true sports car. You know, it outranks what a normal car can do, but more. Like, you like for for the time and even now, you know, like there's so much. But to me, the car has so much potential. So, like, it's unbelievable what you can do with them. Alan, what were you saying? I was saying, you know, there is the the, the GTRs were also built in Japan in that time period. Mm. Um, and they also, I think, similarly had that aspect of over-engineering um, and just to some extent unnecessary over-engineering, you know, um, in that, that oil drive system, the RB26 engine itself. Like, I, I think it's, it's I'm not going to say one is better than the other. This is, you know, I'm keeping the fanboy at bay, but I would say they are, uh, they, in terms of what was done to build those cars, uh, it feels pretty comparable. Yeah, uh, back to back, 34 GDR or RX7 FD. What would you take? I'm thinking, yeah, the GDR. I'm sorry. Yeah. In my nature. Do I even need to answer? <laughs> yes. Go do the man. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, obviously. Well, to me, like, if, if they were. Park next to each other, 34 GDR and an RX7 twin turbo, like FD. I would probably go up to the RX7 first. Like, I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, this is, you know, it's an RX7. It's, I think the RX7 looks better. I reckon it's cooler. Okay, yes, it's not as reliable 
as an RB26, but at the same at the same point, it's still a uh, as a package. I think it's just it's just a it's just, it is a it is a perfect car in its own right. So the, it's starting to get the love that it's really deserved. But having said that, though, RX8, where do we do we actually see them ever increasing in value? Because they're they're at like they're worth nothing now. Do you reckon they're going to come back up or no? They don't like the engines. That's what failed them. They look awesome. I really, really like them. Yeah. Riz is posting something. What the hell? An RX-8 for 25 grand? It's not 30,000 Ks, though. All right. So, yeah, it's a brand new car, pretty much. So, it's a manual. I, I think, like, I think the prices will probably reach a bottom, um, and they're close to that, and probably rebound from there. I don't see them going anywhere ridiculous, just because, again, they they don't have that level of following. But they are, mm. like, uh, a rarer car than you know. Th- th- this they're certainly rarer than your average car, and they have some. They they still have the the RX badge, you know. Yeah. Even though most people, a lot of people think it doesn't, they don't deserve it. Um, but they are an RX, you know, badged car. They do have the spirit of their predecessors, even though it's probably disrespecting the spirit of the predecessors. But they still have it. Yeah. So I think they'll hold some level of value, nowhere near to what you know the RX seven or yeah, know, um, yeah anything else previous would have. I mean, this is a more on the expensive end of this particular car. But, I mean, the RX-8 that I've shared. But then at the same time, they probably are the last RXs or ever will be made. Given Mazda had to borrow close to, what is it, $3 billion just to get through this year. Be interesting, especially because, I mean, they took it a patent for one, but I don't think they're going to bring it back. No. Uh, so, you know, we know what you guys are taking. Me, I'm I still I, uh, an FDR was on my dream car list, so that'll be that'll be something I'd, I'd I hold dear to my heart. Don't worry, Matty, you can be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll allow it. <laughs> Look, gentlemen, we are out of time. Thanks for coming on the show, boys. It was a pleasure. Thank you. No worries. Thanks to all our viewers and commenters for tonight's show. Rizzy Ross, give Carly a plug. Carloop.com.au, guys. If you're looking for a new car or just want to know what the market's doing in terms of pricing, check us out. Uh, he's also just linked us a Mazda RX-7 type, Spirit R Type A, uh, which is one of my, which is the, the spec I have, lightweight, and just, it's, it's to me the, the perfect the perfect car. And that is $105,000. Crap ton of money. But still, it is one hell of a car. So I think definitely worth the coin in that in that instance. Check out our Facebook, check out our Facebook page, Car Talk with Matty J T R Q E. That is, if you miss any of our previous episodes, that will up and shout engine, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting app. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to Car Talk, give us a big thumbs up, hit the notification button so you get you get uh, you get the, the buzz, the ding every time we, we jump online or when we post anything. Check out our merch. Our merch is on Teespring.com. So just type in Car Talk Store on Teespring or on Google, or you can check on our Facebook page, and the link is there. Thank you, guys. I will see you next time. Take it easy. Thanks, Maddie. See you guys. See ya.